Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of What the Health Just Happened, where we talk about all things healthcare. The good, the bad, the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, and everything in between. We also bring on a variety of business owners, community advocates, uh, community leaders, nonprofits. Today, I think we have a combination of both, right? We're going to talk about some healthcare. We're going to talk about pelvic floor health. I'm going to say that a lot of times. We're going to talk about, can I say kegels already right off the bat? You sure can. I'm just trying to make her comfortable. So doctor in physical therapy, the founder of uh, Inner Strength Physical Therapy. Is that correct? Yep. Undergraduate from Ohio State. So she's a huge Michigan fan. (laughs) Uh, Grad school from the University of Delaware and a self-proclaimed gymnastics mom. Yeah. Samantha Moore. I'm so... Just let me tell you something right now. We might actually have to edit that out. Samantha Moore was someone I did CrossFit with. We talked about CrossFit earlier. So Samantha Moon, Sam Moon. Everyone calls you Sam. Yep. So right off the bat, butchered the introduction, <laughs> called you by the wrong name. Good news is Sam Moore is my friend, but Sam Moon, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. The introduction's just, it's a nightmare. That's like the most awkward part of the show for me. Did we do okay? Yep. What is the name of your company? Inner Strength Physical Therapy. And what do you do? Um, I am a doctor of physical therapy. I specialize in orthopedics and pelvic health. Um, so women's health mostly. Um, do you want to hear a little bit about that right now? or This is your show, not mine. Okay. What do you want to talk about? All right. So I feel like women's health is the missing link to orthopedics. So yeah, if you have like your chronic low back pain, chronic hip pain, um, you need to look at your pelvic floor muscles, your pelvic floor muscles. Also, you know, if we have any leakage, pain with sex, um, pelvic pain at all, we we need to address the pelvic floor muscles. So orthopedics is your specialty, but that starts with women's health. Um, so I've done orthopedics for 16 years. And then t- in 2020, I picked up women's health. So now I do them together, though. And I think they they complement each other. You can't do one without the other. When you say picked up women's health, what does that consist of? Um, so in school, we don't really learn much about women's health at all. Um, so in 2020, I took one of my first courses with Herman and Wallace, which allows me to treat women's health, treat the pelvic floor, do internal exams. Um, and so and then I just started taking course after course um, because I really enjoyed it. So now I'm able to do internal exams, external, you know, general external exams. And I use orthopedics and women's health together. Okay. So for idiots like myself and Trey, Trey's on camera over there, what is the pelvic floor? Okay. So you have three layers of the pelvic floor muscles. They're a group of muscles, just like your biceps, your quads, they contract, they relax, they can get tight, they can get weak. We don't look at our pelvic floor. Most of us, 99% of us don't think about our pelvic floor muscles. But they're a group of muscles that lies um, down in the pelvic region, and they do a couple of things. They help support your organs, and they also help control urine and bowels. Okay. So weak pelvic floor equals leakage. Okay. She, says, she said leakage. That's a term. That's a medical term, by the way, that might be like, what? Yeah. So, and this is a misconception, too. Like, so many people come in, they're like, oh, my God, my I'm leaking. I've done a million Kegels. I can't. I, I'm still not strong, but most of the women I see that come in, they're tight, actually. So their pelvic floor muscles are sitting up high. So it's just like your bicep. If you're going to like hold your bicep like this and it's super tight and I'm like, okay, go lift that 50 pound weight over there. You're like, I can't really lift it anymore. And I feel really weak. So it's the same thing with the pelvic floor. It's sitting up high. And so when we're going to sneeze or we're running, 
and it's like you have this increased force or pressure, the pelvic floor is trying to work, but it's already up as short as it can get. So the only place it has to go is to lengthen and to fail and to leap. Does that make sense? It it does. And I want, I was like, man, we'll make it a few minutes before we start talking about pelvic floor health, but we're going right into it. What do you got, Trey? <laughs> you keep saying leak. What for an idiot like myself? Can you give me a description of what leakage is? I got this. So it's a urinary leakage. So if you laugh, cough, and sneeze, a lot of women after babies, they're going to pee a little bit in their pants. So they're wearing panty liners. They're wearing like underwear to not let the leakage go, the urine go. So leakage is just urine pee. I I can assure you without, I won't say your wife. I'll use my wife as an example because she never listens to this show, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> she's had three children and after each one right if she laughs too hard I, she's like oh crap I just peed my pants yeah no I'm, my wife dealt with that a little bit I remember just being it being so bizarre when it was like what are you putting on no for teens I mean I didn't say that but just stating that yeah and and the important thing to know though no matter if you're like six weeks after baby 10 years 15 years after baby 20 years I swear I see everyone come in and they're leaking. They're like, oh, I, honey, I've been leaking for 20 years. And they look at me like, you can't fix it. And six weeks. Challenge accepted. We're yeah. So it's not like it takes, it's not, you know, um, if you don't work, it's not like it takes years and years. It literally can take anywhere from four to eight weeks if you're doing your homework, if you do what I tell you to do. Let's let's use that as a pivot as much as I want to keep talking about leakage and pelvic floor health. <laughs> Again, we're children. We're, I'm a 41-year-old child, I said. So back to inner strength physical therapy. We had taught, we, you know, we kind of had a prep call. You'd mentioned six weeks. So let's use that patient as an example, right? 10 years, 20 years after delivering her baby. What does that six weeks look like? And then I want to talk about how important the homework is. Yeah. So um, the first visit, I'm going to fully evaluate you. And a lot of that is external. I'm going to look at your low back range of motion, like how much you're moving, how flexible your hips are, how flexible your lower extremity, your legs are. I look at your posture. I look how you breathe. I look how you hold your abs, how you contract your upper abs, how you contract your lower abs. And then um, I will do an internal exam and um, I assess the pelvic floor muscles themselves. Are they tight? Are they tender? Can you contract? Can you hold that for a long time? If you're not comfortable with internal exam, I can do a lot of the pelvic floor assessment external as well. But it gives me really good information to do internal. Um, So that is the... part of the first visit. But then I also start treatment that day too. I want you leaving, having homework, feeling a little bit better. Um, So the first thing I always deal with is, or I always start with, is your posture and your breathing. Um, Our diaphragm and our pelvic floor muscles are just as important as our deep core and our little back muscles. So if someone's having back pain, you go to therapy and you're working on your core, great. You're working on your deep like tummy muscles we need your diaphragm and we need your pelvic floor muscles. So I teach you that the first day. How long is the initial assessment? Because we had talked about this. How- yeah, the initial assessment is 80 minutes. So I'll probably spend about 40 minutes assessing and then the other 35 minutes treating and then, you know, right. a little bit of talk. This stuff to me stands out too. the difference between a, a privately owned, you know, individual shop versus a big behemoth that we can probably name names. 100%. Yeah. When when a patient first comes in, it's probably a two to one patient to clinician ratio. You may have a 40 minute exam. What you're doing is a very in-depth initial assessment to determine what the plan of treatment is. Right. So in a big corporate organization, I would have, um, most places would give me about 60 minutes, but 
I, you know, I, I may be running over with my last two patients or like kicking my last two patients out the door. They're doing paperwork. I'm, you know, then I start with them. I get to treat them, um, teach them like one thing and then they leave me. And then next time they come in, it's like, oh, now we're out in the gym with two people. Like they, you know, I try to warn them next time we're going to be out in the gym, all that kind of stuff. I used to try to warn them. Um, But now with my own practice, they're going to come back in. It's just me and me and them one-on-one. We're still in a private room with all my equipment. It's not like we're doing pelvic floor, talking about the beans. I'll tell you about beans later. Uh, (laughs) um, But, you know, we kind of, you know, used to use like code words kind of out in the gym. I'm like, don't worry. No one knows what beans mean except for pelvic floor people. But it's a very personal issue. That's all I want to talk about now, by the way. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. It's a very personal issue that now corporate throws you out in a big gym with men, with women. And, you know, Mm. women have histories. There's women that have been abused and everything. And you have to take all that into consideration when you're treating and I, I've experienced that before with, um, you know, with the men in there and the women are like, I can't do this. I need to go in the room. Of course. You. And it hurt. It's so sad to me. Like I and that's part of the reason I started my own practice, because they deserve one on one. They deserve privacy and um, they deserve always a physical therapist, not passing off to an aide or a tech or anything like that. Again, I, I know this because we talked. I researched the website, but very personalized. Something that stood out to me, too, like. Age doesn't matter. 40, 50, 60 year olds, come on in. Um, Post baby or what about pregnancy? You see? Yep. Yep. I will definitely treat during pregnancy as well. Um, I feel like that's not as large of a population, I think, because, you know, they're just still in their either they're busy with their other kids or they're still in their kind of pre baby life where I'm working, I'm fine. They don't know all the issues that doing this like leakage and all this stuff is going to cause postpartum. Um, so they tend to get help afterwards, but I have a pregnant one coming in actually right after this podcast. Um, she's just, I mean, I'm, I did it. <laughs> I called you the wrong name to start. You could call her sorry. a podcast. sorry, radio show. Um, but just for like pelvic pain and stuff. So a hundred percent, I, I love seeing all types of people. Where's, where are you located? The office? I'm on Town Plaza Avenue in Nocatee. So it's just behind Publix. Okay. And then I, again, I, I think this is interesting. We'll go back to what you specialize in and what an ideal patient is to come in. But who's, where are you getting these patients from? Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I have this written down, but who, who reaches out to you and when's a good time to reach out to you? Yeah. So um, I would say most of my patients are coming from a couple different sources. So I would say cash pay um, practitioners, such as doctors or nurse practitioners, um, chiropractors, I get a ton from. And then a, a huge one are some gyms. I work closely with Burn Bootcamp, which who I love. Um, but, Burn. Yeah, shout, shout out to Burn. <laughs> um, but they refer a lot, and more so, like, oh, you're you're leaking while you're jumping, or you're having pain with this. Go see Sam; she'll fix you, and she'll get you right back to Burn. So, um, a lot of gym owners as well. There was uh, what about functional medicine? We had talked about that briefly. Yes, a hundred percent. My sister is actually in functional medicine. Unfortunately, doesn't live here. But she always she's like, I need someone like you right by me. So that's I reached out to functional medicine practitioners and I get a bunch from them too. Where's your sister based? Um, Sarasota. Okay. Who's a good functional medicine doctor here? Don't you don't have to answer that actually. We keep looking for a couple local ones. Okay. Let me think about it. I mean, there's Dr. Emily, who I work very closely with. She is not an MD, but she is an acupuncturist, nutritionist, and she's going 
Shannon or doctorate in something right now. Doctorate in something. I don't even know. So, um, but she's awesome. <laughs> what, what's your doctorate in, Troy? Doctorate in cameras? Cameras. Camera okay. operating. <laughs> yeah. I, I, love it. <laughs> by the way, this is not live. I love when people say it's live. I'm going to have to tell someone, whoever turned the heat on, to turn yes, the heat right. immediately. <laughs> yeah. During the break. <laughs> During the break. The long commercial break. Um, Ran it in. Okay. I, I want to know what beans is now. Yeah, is you brought up like beans. Enough? I, we have to go there. Beans are great. I know. I need a shirt that says drop your beans. Okay. So how I teach. So drop or draw? Drop. Drop your beans. Yeah. Like let go of your beans. Oh my gosh. So, um, I was going to say that could be. <laughs> we are making Some good shirts. jokes could come out of that. I love it. So, okay. Like I said, most people who come in are tight. Their pelvic floors are tight. And most people have no idea where their pelvic floors are and how to control their pelvic floors. So something that I start with is you're going to pretend your anus is, or your vagina is holding a red kidney bean. And they've actually done research on why you say red Can kidney bean. Can it be a pinto bean? It could be, but I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be as effective. Some people use blueberries, but um, they've done research on like the red kidney bean. And just because the color red makes you associate a little bit better. So they have done research on it. And that's why I use a red kidney bean. Um, I know they're kind of purplish too, but... Um, so when you're going to picture holding that bean in one of your holes, and then when we inhale, when we breathe in. <laughs> I wish I was on camera right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. Am I, was my face red? Keep going. Just from the It is really hot in here, dear Lord. So when you breathe in, we want to drop your beans. And that is the number one thing I teach people and they leave with. And I'm like, you can drop your beans all day long as much as you want. You can't lift your beans up as much as you want. You can drop your beans. Again, I, I'm my mind is just racing 100 miles an hour. You're saying to drop the bean, not hold the bean. Okay, right. So like most people see me, I have tight pelvic floors. So the first thing they need to learn, and like they're coming in, they're like, man, you know, like I've been doing 300 Kegels a day and I'm still leaking and that's what my doctor told me to do or that's what my friend or I read on Google. And they're like, why aren't I better? And because we like, I know you know how to contract. We need to learn how to relax. So the first thing we do is learn how to relax those muscles. And I let them know where those muscles are of, you know, putting the bean. You're holding the bean in your anus. And then we're dropping the bean. I, I mean, I'm making t-shirts. I'm not even kidding. You're like, you make Can I have bushes? Yes. Again, I may just. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Is it? Go ahead, Trey. Hey, so if you learn that skill. Now what become the benefits once you've attained that skill? Okay, yeah. I'm glad you asked that question. You couldn't. But um, still, I always send the first day, they get drop the beans and then a little bit more as well. But um, when someone comes back a week later, a percentage of them are like, oh my God, I'm already not peeing myself as much. So why is that? Because when we breathe in, like your our diaphragm sits right here, our pelvic floor sits down in our pelvis region and the pelvic floor follows the diaphragm so we're going to breathe relax shorten relax shorten so i'm doing it right now keep going okay i'm practicing oh wow i didn't even think about that now you yeah, got yeah. me wanting to yeah, try yeah. <laughs> so like that relaxed part is like a stretch so if we think about our bicep that's easy to think about we can touch it feel it see everyone works their biceps well maybe not everyone but um you know, when you lengthen a muscle, look how much stronger you are. Like, lengthen it, grab my groceries, pick them up. 
Okay, it's the same thing with the pelvic floor. We're going to lengthen it. Now we have all this strength to sit there and hold our organs up. That's for prolapse. Hold our, you know, close our bladder. That's for not peeing yourself. Does that make sense? Did you know this is coming? No. <laughs> I'd kind of given him. I'd kind of given him a worry. I, again, to me, it's like this is interesting to me. I yeah. I, I, I promise you, there's thousands of women just in Northeast Florida who either know this or don't and need access to someone who knows the information. Yeah, and I get like there's a lot of wrong information out there too. And you know, 20 years ago, it wasn't a thing. Even now, um, I get patients. And my favorite one, she goes, "I didn't know there was someone like you out, someone like me." And it was like really cute because she's like. I just thought I had to pee myself for like 10 years, you know, like forever. I love those. Sto- I'm not even kidding you. The, the hair on my arm stood up when I, those stories, like where one patient who says something like that to you, it says, this is why I'm doing it. Yeah. What'd she say? I didn't know people like you existed for people like me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. It was like, I'll always remember her. So what is someone like, like that that's been dealing with it for 10 years? Are they wearing like a bunch of layers, underwear, silly paddle? Well, yeah, I mean, some people either wear like a panty liner or a pad. And that's one of our questions, my questions, I ask at the beginning because it's important. Like, if you're wearing a panty liner, you're leaking a little. If you're wearing a pad, you're leaking a lot more. How many times a day are you changing your clothes? Which is sad, right? Like, can you imagine the mental, like, just that there's anxiety, depression is linked with poor public health because you can't even go out and play with your kid on the playground. Is there a bathroom? I know a park by me. There's no bathroom. So they. I'm sure some of the moms will not go to Addison Park because there are no bathrooms. So what are they wearing? Um, pads, panty liners. There's a special underwear. I don't know the brand um, that you can buy just to kind of, it's like to hold more urine in um, so you're not leaking and not having to change your clothes. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. I we feel don't, bad like, for this, moms. Well, this is a perfect example of naive husbands and men just don't know this like yeah. guilt, guilty yeah what's the percentage of women that are dealing with this like on on average one out of every two you like, know what that's a really good question i don't know if it's i can find that out for you but i don't know off the top of my would head would you say it's a pretty high number though I, like 30 percent of women are probably i would say around. at least 30 i would say more than i think it's more than that if you have a child you're going to deal with this early on no matter what. I mean, again. Yes. And I know and I think I'm so biased because I am a PT. So it's like I just knew even before public health, I knew how to rehab myself after my babies. And I just figured everyone did. I know that's naive to think that. But then my one of my good friends called me. She was six weeks postpartum. You go to your um, six week checkup, which I swear they're like, Are you good? You're good? Yeah. Okay. See you later. You're still breathing, right? And they're like, oh, you can work out now. You can have sex now, you know? And they're like, um, you literally told me to do nothing. So my friend's running. She calls me. She goes, Sam, I I just started running. I'm six weeks. I listen to the doctor and I cannot run, you know, for leakage and other issues. Um, and I was what like, other issues? I'm assuming, I mean, after six weeks, like bleeding yeah. and prolapse type, prolapse. like organs descending. Um, so I'm like, hey, what, what? have you been doing up to the six-week mark? Because I know I went in early and I did very gentle, easy stuff because I knew I'm not allowed to do anything too aggressive for six weeks. She goes, nothing. The doctor said, don't work out until your six-week appointment. So it's like right there. It's like there's such a need for postpartum care. And whether it's six weeks, and some people aren't ready at six weeks. They're taking care of baby. They're stressed. Like, you know, husband's working all the time. They have two other kids at home. Maybe you're ready a year out, three years out. It doesn't matter. Like, I literally can help you 
six weeks postpartum or like 10 years postpartum. How much time we got? Oh, he's holding up four minutes there. I meant to, meant to say that. You see, we have four minutes of the commercial break. Um, so pro, I don't want to talk about prolapse yet. I'm trying to think because we've got a whole second half here. In Nocatee area, right? Is it you by yourself? You mentioned you have, you're doing all this personally. Yes, I'm doing, I'm, it's just me right now. Okay. <laughs> and then let's, like I like to talk about Big organizations, the insurance world, which we happen to work in in some capacity, even though it drives me insane. Most of your patients private pay, but what are the flaws you see these these larger systems with, you know, reimbursement rates, billing practices, and why it's just so discouraging? Yeah, I mean, I have a lot to say about that. But um, <laughs> so you know, in a typical corporate world, the least amount of patients they want you seeing at a time is two. Um, but you know, there's definitely places I've worked where I had three on the floor and a fourth one coming in. And that's just like, that's hard to keep everyone in, in check. We do it, but then just think about the care that the patient's getting as well. Um, but my most recent, you know, you see two at a time and then you're handing these patients off to PTAs, which could be amazing. I love my PTAs. I I have nothing against that, but they, they don't have the schooling that we have and the knowledge, um, you know, they have, the, they're not allowed to reassess and they're not allowed to evaluate, which they're, they're awesome. Like they, we can work side by side, but when corporate's saying, oh, therapist schedules for all, oh, we need to reassess, just reassess them. And, you know, and it's just like, no, that they're not allowed. They're not supposed to be reassessing all that stuff. And then exercise wise, like if I'm treating um, hands-on doing some manual therapy and I have two others not even talking about aids or techs and they're I'm like all right go ahead do your squats and let's go ahead do your single leg RDLs and I'm like working on them and then I'm like all right get that leg up get your butt back like what kind of care is that compared to mediocre at best one-on-one when I can walk them through I'm like tighten those abs pull up that pelvic floor get your hips back you know my one-on-one and one of my patients just recently she goes Sam, I've done all these exercises, but I've never done them right. And she goes, no one has ever told me what you told me, how you told me to do it, how you tell me to do it. I, again, I always have to tread lightly here because that's the space we work in. We work with large hospital systems, large insurers, all of it. But it's just not working as good as it can, right? And, and you're, it's turn and burn. How many patients can you get in to check that box enough times to get reimbursed enough to make enough profits? And I think, I believe, practices like yours and other ones moving to individualized care, like that's what's going to change healthcare the most. Now, the flaws with that is the out-of-pocket costs may be higher. They have to be cash-pay patients. But what you're doing, I'm saying all that because, like, congratulations on what you're doing. It's- yeah, and just one thing to say about that is um, a lot of insurance companies will reimburse for out-of-network therapy. So I always tell my patients, call, see what your um, insurance provider will reimburse. And then that, you know, that is money off of the cash pay. Whereas, you know, some people's copays are 50 bucks yep. and they're getting mediocre care. So why not come less, you know, once a week, maybe four to eight visits, get reimbursed from your insurance company and then you get better, you know, and then you're done earlier. So in the long run, I don't know who, well, who's spending more money anyways, you know. Okay. So doctor in physical therapy, Sam Moon, inner strength physical therapy. I told you that first half would fly by, didn't I? Yeah. That's what the health just happened. All right, welcome back to the second half of what the health just happened. If you missed the first half here on the radio show, good news is it will be available on your favorite podcast platform 
probably YouTube also. I know we got some videos running in here, but we have, uh, do I call you Dr. Sam? Dr. Sam Bam? Sure, you can call me whatever you like. I would, no, be careful there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's dangerous. Uh, doctor in physical therapy, we talked a lot about your practice, inner strength physical therapy, a lot about pelvic floor health, which Trey and I might have blushed or just, a just been bit. like, what are you talking about? But it clearly makes sense to some of us who have had children. Well, our wives who had children. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, catch the first half because it got interesting. It'll come back up. We're going to do a little healthy or not healthy. Okay. Yep, I'm ready. Okay. First, let me ask, is it pronounced Kegel or Kegels? Kegel. Kegels. Okay, healthy or not healthy? Kegels. Uh, hey, if you're done right, healthy. If you're done right, healthy. <laughs> but if you're only doing Kegel, 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 I'm going to say not healthy. Oh, man. That's like 15. I said how many times I'm going to say Kegel. <laughs> okay. Healthy or not healthy, leakage. Not healthy. Uh, not healthy. Okay. Healthy or not healthy, gymnastics. Oh, healthy. Okay. Healthy or not healthy, Ohio State fans. Oh, healthy. 100%. Not healthy. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, let's say OH. I-O. Oh, I-O. Oh, geez. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, healthy or not healthy, dropping your beans. Very healthy. I'm going to say that all the time now. Trace in it, too. Uh, you got any in mind? About healthy. Healthy or not health. healthies? Uh, oh, um, coning. Oh, coning. We talked about coning, by the way. Not healthy. Right. I know that now. Seed oils. Not healthy. Right. Oh, you're big anti-seed oils. By the way, let's go back to gymnastics quick, right? So you're a yep. self-proclaimed gymnastics mom. You said you did gymnastics. Yeah. You were on the club at Ohio State yep. as a level eight? Level eight. Okay. Yeah. That's what I made it up through through high school. I like the conversations off camera because we learned stuff that I didn't know about. Um, I forgot what I was going to say about gymnastics. Holy cow. Well, we were talking about you were a level. Self-proclaimed gymnastics mom. Okay. So your daughter's in gymnastics now. Yes. You're like, dude, she's ripped. You're... <laughs> Your rims. Did you see that too? Like she every time she I mean, flexes. I'm jacked, saying that's right. You, like, if, have <laughs> you ever met a gymnast that wasn't no. jacked? That'd be bad. That was the point I was making. And then when we can't do gymnastics anymore, we're in the gym because we're like, my body's too old for tra- except for trampolines and the gym. <laughs> I would say healthy or not healthy, Sam. Probably healthy. Yes, she's over there talking about flexing, lifting weights. I'm like, man, she's and the seed and the seed oil thing because we did a whole episode on seed oils, right? There was a lot of talk about it too. So nutrition, let's do that. Let's pivot into nutrition because that was part of the conversation. Okay, and we can talk about gymnastics too because I see I'm gymnasts. You'll you'll talk. About, I know you'll talk about <laughs> gymnastics, but let's yeah. pivot. You talk about how important nutrition is, and that's kind yeah. of the lost part of of yeah. yourself. Yeah. So um, on the evaluation, I always asked my patients like how their diet is. That's actually on their intake form. What kind of fluids they're drinking? What they're eating? And are they pooping and having a bowel movement every day? Um. It needs if if you're con- so many of my women are constipated since babies and they're like oh I I only poop once a week I'm like what like how uncomfortable is that yeah I mean that- we're about to go down a dark hole right here this <laughs> oh, literally a no dark hole oh geez <laughs> but I tell them I'm like you need to be pooping every day and it needs to be kind of like soft serve ice cream we can't be pooping out hard balls that puts a lot of pressure. <laughs> So when you're pushing out like that, this is serious. I know it's funny, but you put a lot of pressure downwards and that can cause prolapse. It's not healthy for your pelvic floor, not healthy for your organs. So it's very, very important to have a nice bowel movement every day. And, um, you know, and I ask about their supplements too, because they maybe have a great diet and they're still having trouble. Well, let me pause before the supplements too. Yeah. Again, I could talk, I love that topic. And, yeah. Um, 
do you think the the bowel movement issues is that more diet related or fluid intake? Both, um, both. But what we always she always fix their I always fix their fluid intake because that's easier for me. You know, they're here for therapy. They're not going to a nutritionist and trying to totally change their diet because that's hard to do with far. And they have to be in the right mindset. But normally they'll really, I'm like, okay, how much water are you drinking a day? How much soda? How much milk? How much all this? And you would be surprised. We crack up in there. I was like, you're drinking seven Red Bulls? Like, that's disgusting. (laughs) You know, and they're like, I know, I know. So, you know, I'm like, all right, we need to, like, we need to cut that out. But obviously decrease that, increase your water intake. I'm all for electrolytes and everything. You can drink 100 ounces of water, but then if you're not replenishing with your good electrolytes, then you're, that's just not awesome either. I'll, go ahead, because I, about coffee. Are you pro-coffee to get the... You know what? Um, that's, so too much caffeine can affect, like, if you're having a lot of pelvic pain, that could be bad. But I'm all for a cup of coffee. You have that, but I don't want four cups of coffee during the day. That's going to deplete. What about nine cups of coffee? <laughs> Who has nine I, cups look, of coffee? I worked in the fire department. There was some shifts that I would have like 10 cups of coffee in a 24-hour span. Yeah. I mean, I not, would say not healthy. <laughs> just, just, yeah. So, well, two things, the water water intake, that's another one too. You, you can drink a gallon of water a day. That's great. But if you're not supplementing electrolytes with that, you're probably not that great actually yeah and i learned that the hard way when i worked out after in 2020 in the you know i started working out in the garage because i couldn't go to the gym and maybe i was drinking electrolytes sometimes but i would sweat so badly and i'd be so dizzy i'm like i lay down i was like something's wrong yeah and then i was like oh wait i'm just like sweating out all my electrolytes and i'm not replenishing (laughs) what are the best sources for electrolytes just like i think good salt like high-end salt putting a little bit in water they have so many packets now yes is a big one so um element is good um i love for element better sponsor this i know right synergy i do that i order that online actually through my sister but that's my favorite right now synergy yeah um and then liquid iv i don't you know what i need to there's i don't know i give my kids that because for sports because again we're in florida playing football I'm like, drink your electrolytes, but I will probably look further into that. Sometimes they'll drink mine. They don't love mine. I think the element's going to be a little bit too salty for my kids. So I'm in the midst of, actually, we literally were just talking about the other day of, I'm going to look for an electrolyte powder that I really like for my kids. I always say too, like, this is not advice, right? We can't give clinical or medical advice, but it's it's trial and error. There's a ton of research out there. Um, I think the biggest thing personally is, right, what has a low sugar? So Gatorade, which... I drink all the time. My kids love Gatorade. Prime, lower sugar, but salt is just like one of the most natural electrolytes to, to have easy access to. But um, liquid IV, that's another one. That sugar content in liquid IVs is much higher than people realize. Yeah. And that's what I always do, like a half a packet for like 30 ounces of water. Like I just dilute mine myself. We write the Gatorade's high sugar and then it's, um, you know, all the like artificial colors and stuff. But when the kids are out playing sports, I want a little bit of sugar too. Oh, for sure. So that's why, like, I don't know. Again, that's not yeah. my specialty, but... Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Did that answer your question, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back to nutrition for a second, how, how important that is. And you mentioned supplements too, besides electrolytes, especially in your world, right? That predominantly women that you're working with, and there's men also that need orthopedic help. Like what... You can't necessarily give nutritional advice, but what are some easy things that you could check off the box for? Right. Um, you know, 
first off is just, you know, your diet and just what we talked about, like healthy eating, whole foods, um, make sure you're having your uh, fluids, your water, your electrolytes, all that kind of stuff, staying away from too much caffeine, too much sugar, um, that kind of stuff for overall pelvic health. I do carry, I actually joined on with three. So another shout out to three. They're actually, yeah, they're my favorite supplements right now. But three? They, yeah, it's just three. And there's six different supplements. Like the number or spelled out? It's spelled out. Okay. But, and honestly, take a look. They are, Definitely. they are life changing and they have the, the best supplements out there. There's 11 different absorption technologies in them where most 90% of companies have zero and most companies, 2% have one absorption technology. So we, you can have this amazing stuff, but if it's not getting into your cells, you're not going to feel yeah. it. So that's actually, I have that in my office and I take all six supplements every day. Um, the collagen you just take for 10 days and then it helps your body produce more collagen. But I take all six of them and my gut health, literally, I swear to you, has never felt better. And so. And all the reason this it applies to what you're doing, I think mainly for bowel movements too, right? If you're yeah. not, if you're not taking the right supplements, diet, water, et cetera, irregular bowel movements, not once a day, soft serve, let's get the deal tiered. I don't know what I would do with myself if I was not going regularly. Yeah, same. That's <laughs> the worst feeling ever. I can't try to go down this path. Like, what, what about going too many times in one day? <laughs> you know, I was hoping someone would ask that. I don't want to go down that path because okay. there, there are norms, and I don't want to say that's not normal because some people do need to do that. Yeah. But as long as it's coming out, <laughs> We don't want we don't want the liquid form, but you know, and I, that's not my specialty. But it is important to have nice normal bowel movements for pelvic health. I got to go back to dropping the bean for yeah. a second, which again is my new favorite thing, and I'm going to say it all the time, Trey. So we had talked about working out gymnastics, CrossFit earlier. Did you ever hear the term prison defense when you were doing CrossFit? I guess I've heard that, but I don't really so if you remember if you do a lift, especially if you're jumping, they tell you to do prison defense, which is like flex your butt real quick. To stop, like prison defense. Do you get that term right yeah, now? Yeah, <laughs> this is a bad visual. Button. This is helping later, but that's almost the opposite of dropping the beam. Right. Okay. So, and that's. I'm glad you said that. We are going off the rails today. But no, this is gonna. This is gonna be um, very related. So, a lot of people I see, a lot of women I see, men too, um, come in, and I'm like, okay, do your kegel, and they squeeze their butt muscles. Your glutes are not your pelvic floor. Okay. So, and then another thing with. A lot of the weightlifters, um, uh, you know, after you do a deadlift or a squat and they you come up and you tuck your butt. So that's like finishing your squat or finishing your lift. But that's actually not good because when you tuck, you shut off your pelvic floor and you shut off your glutes or you make them less available. We want them as available as they can be. So to that's why we, I look a ton about how you do something. I watch everyone squat. So many people, we call it a butt wink. I, you, I know all these terms. <laughs> you tuck you tuck your butt. And then that's why people, they're like lifting 400 pounds and they don't have a nice butt. You boot, you know? I'm like, dude, because you're <laughs> tucking it. You're tucking it. We got. We need to build those glutes. Anyone no. who's, who's worked out in high intensity interval training, cro cro any one of those terms knows what the term butt wink is. Okay, yeah. Are you going to Google this term now? I, yeah, I've never heard that. I can show you afterwards. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I almost made a really bad joke, but I forgot we're on air. Um, see, that again, the question I asked was relevant to what you're doing in physical therapy. Yeah. Why it's so important. Okay. 
I'm going to pivot back to gymnastics for a second. If we put you on the spot, could you walk on your hands right now? Oh, yeah. I'm going to take off my heels and my jacket. You don't have to do it. Okay. So yeah. That's how confident she that's is. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, it's a bar trick, too. A bar oh. trick. Last year, no, it was two years ago, I was in a boot because I was running. I jumped in a hole. I sprayed my ankle. Whatever. I was in a boot, and some guy's like, you can't do a handstand. I'm like, oh, I can do a handstand. Oh, challenge accepted. And then- Healthy or not healthy? He goes- <laughs> Totally healthy. Healthy. He throws 100 bucks on the table. He goes, you get that if you do it. I was like, dude, did what, my handstand. What city was this in? Oh, in, in Pontevedra. In Nocatee. Oh, Nocatee. Oh, they're all in their golf carts. No, I know. I don't have a golf cart. You don't have a golf cart? No. Not healthy. No, I know. Well, fuck <laughs> How much time we got left? Jeez, keep going. Uh, let, me get a, let me get a time check here, too, because I want to go back to the business and who are good clients, how to refer business. As much as I want to talk about butt winks and dropping beans, let's talk about your business a little more. 13. Oh, we got plenty of time. Okay. So based in Nocatee, you still spend some time at a, a larger organization doing traditional orthopedics, physical therapy. Who is, like, again, back to your practice, who's an ideal client? Um, you know, I see so many people can be ideal clients. I would say I see a ton in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, Time out real quick. Uh-huh. Because I wanted to ask, really, when is it too young to start this stuff? So like our, our teenagers, is that too early? Is it typically? No. Even my gymnast, I will, I'm like, show me how you contract your core. I just did that, my, rehabbing my daughter from an injury. And I was like, let me see you contract your core. Because you can learn very bad habits. I don't think they're going to, as young as 10, they're not going to really feel the effects of anything. But I know um, high schoolers, front tumbling, a lot of pressure, that they'll have leakage there. So it's, I mean, so, I don't want to say it's not, there's no age too young, but having the right habits and form is a must at any age. Yes, yes. And I feel like it's super important as a PT, you know, watching this gymnast, I make sure they're doing it right because, you know, 20 years later, they're going to still be doing the same thing when they're working out. And I'm like, I want them doing it right, protecting their, the health of their pelvis and their organs okay. and everything. So then back to, you know, who you're seeing 30, 40, 50, even 60 year olds. Yeah. Probably 80% women to 20% men. Yeah. So I would say, um, right, for women's, for pelvic health, I see mostly women. I, a few men here and there. I'm happy to see men. I see some men after prostateectomy, like when they have prostate cancer, they get their prostate removed. Um, and then they have leakage for many different, for, you know, different reasons. But um, so I'll see, I've definitely seen them. But in my own practice, I would say I mostly, for women, for pelvic health, I see women. Um, for orthopedics, it's like 50-50. I see a ton of guys, either, you know, started their new gym program or what, or not even new, but my shoulder hurts, my knee hurts, that kind of stuff. How many that, pickleball injuries do you see? Oh. Uh, well, first question. I would say that's like 15% or, you know, I know, like. <laughs> do you play pickleball? Um, a little bit. I feel like I kind of took this winter. I haven't played this winter, but the last Fall, I did it. If you look, like there's a spike in injuries from pickleball. Yeah. You know why? Because more people are playing pickleball. Yeah. It's not rocket science. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm just curious about that too. Cause you, yeah. Your weekend warrior is now doing pickleball yeah. instead of bike riding or something. And then you see Achilles uh, or, you know, calf tears, yep. shoulder pain, maybe Achilles rupture. Yeah. You know what they probably weren't doing? Stretching. Dropping their beans. And dro <laughs> okay. I got to stop staring at <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so what do you got? Real quick, are there a lot of people nationwide that operate practices similar to you, or are you kind of like 
on the forefront of all this? You know, I think it's, I, I would say I'm probably on the forefront, but it's becoming more well-known and more practiced because healthcare reimbursement is terrible. These bigger companies, sorry, these bigger companies have to kill the therapist, kill the, um, you know, give the patient not as good care. So now we're like, you literally are like exhausted after a day of like 18 patients or whatever. And you're like, okay, I need to do this on my own. I'm going to see one-on-one and I'm going to give the patient the best quality care that they can have. And I'm going to give them the best version of me. So it's definitely becoming more and more throughout the nation. You know, you know who benefits from that style of practice more than anyone? The patient, the consumer. Yeah. I mean, again, I laugh. I'm like, it's not, it's really not that complicated, but there's a lot of money at stake for reimbursement practices and how many people, belly buttons you can get in the door. Let's go back to your sister for a second. You said she's a functional medicine in Sarasota. Yeah. And there is not a practice similar to yours by her? Um, You know, not that she knows of yet. You know, she's always like, come move here. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> kind of love Nocatee. <laughs> um, but yeah, not that she knows of off the top of her head. I'm sure there is somewhere and, that she needs to find. And there will be more and more. So what your sister's doing in Sarasota is growing in popularity. And again, once people figure out how to fund it, pay for it more, reimburse it better. But you hear that Sarasota, her sister needs someone to refer business back and forth. because Exactly. Help. What's your sister's practice called? Um, Sarasota Wellness. Sarasota Wellness. Okay. I'm over there sometimes. That's why I'm curious. Yes. Dana Fabiani. Dana Fabiani. <laughs> She's my twin, actually. She's my best friend. Like, are you actual twins? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'll show you a picture later. Can you read each other's minds? Um, You know, we think very similarly. So you would think it's not like we're actually reading each other's minds, but we know what we're, we know what we're thinking. We're twin dynamics. Did you guys go to college? We did. We went to Ohio State, but we didn't live together. Really? So we were still very close. <laughs> like next door sometimes. <laughs> I love these random stories. Uh, what's What do you see in the future in your space? You know... <laughs> Right now, I'm focusing on growing my business, just me. But, you know, five years down the road, whatever years down the road, um, I would love a bigger space and maybe have people join on once I'm ready for that. But right now, I'm just focusing on giving giving the patient the best opportunity to heal and giving them what I love, you know, helping them. And I love helping them. So, so yeah, right now, individual shop, all in on your patients, quality care, one-to-one time. But if it comes up in the future, maybe you do find another person or two. Maybe you get more square footage. Okay. Is it a business model that could be taken um, mobily? Yes, it definitely can be. I prefer to just have my office because I have a lot of, you know, my therapians, my weights. I just have all my stuff, stuff yeah. that I want to teach, the, you know, use with the patient. And this is all stuff that they can easily get on Amazon too. So it's like if I'm doing a home exercise, I'll give them TheraBands. I, you know, I scrape, I tape, I do all that kind of stuff. But if they're like, oh, like, you know, I need this medicine ball for home because I love this exercise. Like all my equipment's not expensive. So it's easy to reproduce at home, but it's hard to travel with everything. So I love being in my office and people coming to me. That's super cool. Well, the other thing too, the the home environment, yeah, you got to buy a sprinter van to load your stuff. Then you got gas mileage and you got the, the, the liability and insurance on a vehicle. And it makes me not be able to see as many, you know, it's like I can see them back to back, 
And then it's like, okay, maybe it will decrease down to four a day instead of eight a day, you know? And Good point. Who remembers the thigh master? Yes, I remember that. that. thing? Yes, that's it. it. <laughs> always straight was on camera doing that. Here's he loop like this. Yes, this thing. Yeah. <laughs> healthy or not healthy, the thigh master? Um, I would say healthy. Okay. But not, but not a Kegel exercise. No, but the adductors work along with. So that's one thing that's important to know too. It's not just your pelvic floor. Like I didn't even, we didn't even talk about that. Oh yeah. But it's such, um, pelvic health therapy is, is muscles working together as a team. It's not just your pelvic floor muscles, your obliques, your internal, your external obliques, your rectus, your transverse abdominis, all these core muscles. What I just named, your multifidi in your back, your hips, your glute med, your glute max, your glute man, your adductors, all these muscles need to work as a team. So a common thing I see, especially with gymnasts, dancers, um, people in the military, crossfitters, they are over-recruiting their um, their upper abs, their obliques, their rectus. Over-recruiting those puts a lot of pressure downwards onto the pelvic floor, onto your organs. Um, and we all know pressure cannot beat force. So, you know, no matter how much pressure is being put down, our muscles are going to be fighting back as hard as we can. And that can still cause prolapse and it can cause a lot of tightness too. So sometimes we just need, like Elsa said, like, let it go. We just have to let our abs go. We're so like, you know, probably 20 years ago, you know, we were all taught something a little bit different is hold your tummies in, everything like that. When we breathe, we need to have that excursion um, through our abdomen where we are a pressure canister. Um, And if you push down and we're not relieving that pressure somewhere, it's going to burst somewhere. So it like I would say the most important thing to really... One of the most important things to get out of this is we work our muscles together as a team. It's not just your pelvic floor. And the strongest pelvic floor does not always win. They've done studies on this. It's them working together as a team. Okay, before I wrap it up, any shout outs you want to you mention? Um, I'll shout out to Brian Barquia. He introduced me to Eric and allowed me to be on this podcast. So thank you. Oh, man, I was going to shout out to Brian, too. You going back to anyone else? I thought that's what you were telling. I was no, I was not. By the way, Brian, you're welcome. Um, yes, my babies, Maddie and Brady, love them. Hi, mom. Ten year olds. Say hi to my mom. So I wrote this down. This is one of the last lines you said here. It's just as important how you do it as it is what you do. So that's all those muscles working in together. And then one more thing I got to say before we wrap it up: inner strength physical therapy, doctor in physical therapy, Sam Moon. Um, moms, bring your kids. You don't have to get a babysitter at her practice. You don't need to worry about husband taking off work. Like you, you got the stuff for the kids. It's very family oriented. So yes, it is. Um, that was great. Hope you had fun. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I had so much. Okay, the nerves went away. Yeah, <laughs> we thought you did great. Don't forget to drop the bean. That's what the help just happened. <laughs>